Welcome to On the Spot with Melinda Garvey, the On the Dot interview series where we sit down with some of the most intriguing and interesting women to watch featured in our daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On the Dot. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of On the Spot, now available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. This week, our editor, Sheena, sits down with Aaron Sauter, co-founder of From Day One. Without further ado, let's start the show. I'm Sheena. I just want to go ahead and start off the interview with having you introduce yourself, having you introduce From Day One, and just sort of give a brief bio about it and what it's all about. Yeah, sure. My name is Aaron Sauter, and I am the co-founder of a company that is called From Day One. From Day One is essentially an events company and a journalism platform that is focused on really forging stronger relationships with all of our constituents in business, our employees, our customers, and our community from day one. And really, that's how we got the name from day one. We do events all across the country. We had our first event last year in Brooklyn, and it was a huge success. We had I think over 300 people walked through the room and we had sponsors ranging from AT&T to Con Edison to Eileen Fisher. And we were just really inspired by how much this topic resonated with companies, with businesses, with, with individuals, and how seriously organizations were taking this topic and were really dedicating themselves to ensuring that their businesses embraced values that they weren't just profit-driven, that they stood for something. And given that success, we decided as a team that we were all in and are now full-time and doing events all over the country. Like I said, Brooklyn was our first one, and and now we're doing uh, events in Boston, San Francisco, Denver, Dallas, LA, you name it. So pretty much wherever there's a large constituency of big organizations, because we feel that big organizations have the most opportunity to make a huge impact in the world and um, with their employees, their customers, and their community. And so we want to be a resource for them throughout the country. And so we host these events. We also have a uh, journalism platform that is hosted by our co-founder, Steve Kep, who's a former executive editor of Time and Fortune, where he also writes about these issues. And we have content that is being added to the website every day. Uh, Topics related to corporate transparency, diversity inclusion, employee engagement. And we're really excited again that this topic just seems to be um, hitting a chord with people. So that's who we are. That's awesome. So my company, we've been speaking with a lot of different millennial employees, and we actually have found, and there was a Deloitte survey that I wrote about from last year as well, that found that millennials in particular are like really, really interested in working for companies that really value them. And like you said, not not only are interested in making money, but are doing things out of good intention and are treating their employees, you know, with respect and are interested in their professional growth as well. I'm interested to hear about how did this start come about or what sort of instigated wanting to create that transparency, as you said? Like, what sort of holes did you see in the professional environment? So my background is in events. And I think I have always been a huge fan of live events. I think now more than ever, given how everything is so driven by technology and social media and blogs and Twitter and Facebook and you name it. I think more business takes place over email than anything else, that this desire to 
actually shake hands with somebody and say hello to them and read their body language. It's almost invaluable. And so we knew that we wanted to do something around events and that's my background. And our co-founder, Nick Bailey, was doing some digital marketing work around corporate social responsibility. He had a bunch of clients ranging from Patagonia and it was a, a topic that we just riffed on and that just really, it all resonated with us. And one thing that I sort of found in my background doing events, I started doing events um, 15 years ago and I was really surprised uh, how much everything was run and driven by white males. And, and I think by the time I left my last organization, things were really starting to shift a little bit. The conversation was changing quite a bit. I saw this opportunity, not just for me personally as a businesswoman, but as an opportunity to really bring this conversation to the forefront. And in addition to that, with Nick working with uh, corporate social responsibility clients, something just sort of clicked. And we decided to do an event and it seemed to work out. I think another thing that we sort of saw missing in the current environment when it comes to events is that there are so many corporate meetings that are, that are very siloed where there is events focused on marketing and events focused on human resources and events focused on corporate social responsibility, but people aren't having these conversations together. And I think in order for there to be really impactful change within business and for things to actually move the needle, that people need to be talking together about what their values are, about what they stand for. Marketing needs to be talking to human resources because the human resources team is responsible for hiring diverse talent and that diversity affects the way marketing shares their consumer brand and their backstory. So I think we saw this opportunity to bring these functions together and to really have this conversation around responsibility, transparency, and corporate social responsibility. And I think, you know, finally, I think that people are just really hungry for answers. Everybody agrees that diversity and inclusion and transparency is a good thing. There's no argument there. But even the world's experts on these topics don't have all of the answers. And so I think having a regular resource and an opportunity for people to get together and to explore what other people are doing, what's working, what's not working, is a step in the right direction. So that's sort of um, was our main driver in deciding to put together our first event. And I think our theory was correct. We still don't have all the answers, but I think with each event, people are being inspired by each other more and more and are able to bring back, even if it's one little piece of information to their company, to enact change and to hopefully just make the world a little bit of a better place through business. You use that phrase, corporate social responsibility. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means? And do you think that that responsibility should only be carried out in corporate environments or in other working environments as well? I definitely think it should be in, in all working environments. I mean, at the end of the day, Corporate social responsibility is really about accountability. A company has an accountability to its employees. I think first and foremost, it's customers and to its local community. And I think companies are realizing now that their values just can't be profit-driven. They need to stand for something beyond, you know, making a buck. And I think there are, are so many, again, studies that are showing that I think you mentioned this earlier that the millennial culture is valuing what the company stands for, what it means more than 
just about anything else, more than any benefit, more than their paycheck. And I think the same goes for customers. You know, customers have so many choices when they're making buying decisions. And a lot of times the deciding factor is maybe not cost, but what the brand stands for, do their values align? And I think, you know, also given that half, or at least it should be half, it's not quite there yet, of an employee's workforce is women and um, half of a company's customers and community are women that they're realizing more and more that it's not just the right thing to do, that it is essential for the profitability of their business, for the health of their business, to be focusing their efforts more and more on women. And again, I think it's essential not just for big corporate environments, but for all organizations. If they want to succeed, they absolutely have to, from day one, decide what it is that they stand for and have that sort of drive, you know, every aspect of what they're doing in business. I think that I read somewhere that one of your events, you addressed workplace burnout. I feel like everyone that I talk to sort of has a different definition of burnout. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what burnout means to you and why it was important to even bring it up in the first place at a From Day One event. Yeah, I think we talk about it at pretty much every event. We also have some articles that are posted on the website that are are specifically around burnout. I've been reading a lot about it lately, how this idea around the hustle culture is almost glamorized. And there's this, you know, underlying drive to succeed to the point of feeling physically, emotionally, like you can't bounce back from the typical everyday stresses of working. And I think, you know, at this point in my life, now that I found something that I truly love to do, I've finally started to find that balance, but it took a minute. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, in my 20s, when I was just starting out, I did have to sort of force myself to pull away from work. And I think for me, that was a little bit more internally driven. I think now with this new generation of workforce that there's so many more external factors that are driving this culture of always achieving, always go, 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 you know, such as the student loan debt crisis and, um, and things like that, that there is just this constant drive to succeed. And I think unfortunately, women are even more susceptible to that. So I think it is something that needs to be addressed by organizations. And that's something obviously that we talk about all the day from day one, we, we cover it in the content that we put out there. I mean, it's great to see, like I have a front row seat to these conversations and it seems like organizations are starting to get the picture a little bit, that they realize that they have a responsibility, again, corporate social responsibility, to ensure that that doesn't happen with their workforce and offering new benefits. And it's great to see all of these new startups that are coming to the scene that are addressing these corporate burnout, these, these problems, things like bringing um, meditation to work. Actually, we work with an organization here at, from day one called Journey Meditation that actually brings meditation and spirituality into companies. So organizations that are addressing these really hard things versus, you know, addressing superficial needs like free coffee and free lunch Tuesdays, <laughs> that they're actually addressing things that their employees are dealing with that are really hard. Like, again, the, the student loan debt crisis, another organization that we work with specifically focuses on that. I was reading another study that 
says that one of the most sought after benefits for employees right now is help with student loans, just given how huge a problem that is. So I think it's definitely a struggle, but it's, it's good to see that organizations are opening their eyes that this is something that needs to be addressed, are looking to ways and you know, having conversations and things like from day one about ways that they can help remedy this problem around burnout. Sure. We've been talking to a lot of young women who are sort of interested in, in addressing whether it's workplace problems or other issues that they see sort of around in the workplace. I spoke to actually a friend of mine the other day who works full time, but who's also trying to launch a business off the ground um, in her free time. But I know that she's like sort of struggling balancing the two because it's sort of, you know, working a bunch of hours a week. I guess I'm interested to hear about how your transition from your last position into co-founding this company, how was it for you? Was it smooth? Did you have to hustle for a certain period amount of time? I guess what advice would you give to like any female entrepreneur who's looking to do something like this, but has a full-time job or has a bunch of side hustles and doesn't want to burn out? Yeah, for me, the transition was unbelievably smooth. I think the fact that the only person that I really have to answer to now is me. <laughs> and of course, I have co-founders and I have, I have employees. You know, of course, there was some amount of hustle that came at the very beginning. I think I took for granted a little bit all of the little details that go into starting a business like every little piece from, you know, creating a website to, you know, starting payroll to, you know, just letting the world know who we were and, you know, nobody knew that we existed. So every little piece was an uphill battle to some extent, but every win felt like this enormous thing and something to be celebrated. So for me personally, there was a little bit of hustle involved, but honestly, I think it was so empowering to feel like we had created something and that we had this idea pretty much like over coffee. And, you know, the next day we made some calls and all of a sudden just sort of snowballed. And I think it really is, uh, for me, feels like I have so much more power in comparison to working for an organization. When something went wrong with a client, for example, you know, you feel bad the client is upset. And then you also have to tell your boss that the client is upset and also answer to him or her. In this case, all you really have to, to answer to is yourself. There's a whole other set of stresses that come along with that. But to feel like the ball is in your court and that you have that power and that opportunity has been really, really gratifying. Yeah, I wanted to close with this question because right now I'm working on a piece where I talked to a bunch of people and asked them if they were sort of optimistic about the future of businesses and companies in general. And I wanted to get your thoughts on whether you're optimistic about the future of the workplace for women, if you think that these strategies like corporate social responsibility are realistic for companies, are they sustainable? And do you think that the future of the workforce with all of this new high-tech stuff coming out and people working from home more and et cetera. How do you feel about just the future of a business? I'm incredibly optimistic. I think especially given what I'm doing right now, and like I said, because I do have a front seat to these conversations and listening to experts talking about what they're doing to advocate for women, to promote women internally, I think that we have a long way to go still. 
But I absolutely think that we're moving things in the right direction with conversations like we're having at From Day One. I think things are slow moving a little bit more than I would like, but it's absolutely moving in the right direction. So I would have to say I'm 100% optimistic for sure. That's really good to hear because a lot of people are not optimistic. <laughs> You're doing really good things. It's, your company is doing really good things. That's really, really great. It's From Day One is an amazing organization. It honestly was a pleasure talking to you. And if people would like to get involved with From Day One, are you guys having any upcoming events, anything that people should sort of look out for? Yeah, so we're fromday1.co and we actually have an event coming up here in uh, Brooklyn where we're based on uh, June 19th and then we're taking a couple of months off for the summer and we will be back this spring. We're going to be in Boston, LA, Dallas, and Denver. Mm -hmm. So you can check it out on fromday1.co. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Erin. Have a great day. Okay, thank you so much. Looking for more inspiration, advice, and direction? Subscribe to our free daily email newsletter and podcast, Four Minutes with On The Dot, where we provide you with the tools and motivation you need to get out there and be the badass you are meant to be. Tune in next week where I sit down with Leslie Morgan, feminist, author, and female sexuality advocate. We're focused on your success. So let us know what you think by chatting with us at On The Dot Woman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love to hear your voice. 